most high which eludes the world because the world is made of many earth dwellers earth dwellers that cannot uh, simply comprehend this is going to be the clown show the stupid show today because um, you know without their stupidity uh, the enemy would never get a foothold without their rote conformity born from incredible stupidity, they would not get a foothold. And I saw this guy, and I, let me just, first of all, say, welcome to the Zeph Report. I'm Zeph Daniel. Zephy Daniel, who has been broadcasting here in March, it will be, and that's coming right along. Slow down, Lord, please. March, 20 years of this kind of renegade-style podcast. Which, by the way, is, uh, you know, been done on the run, literally on the run, <laughs> literally. Um, 
as a targeted individual uh, trying to escape. Um, you know, and <laughs> a lot of it I can't talk about because it's just the same reason that others, you know, and with a similar trajectory in life, can't talk about uh, the, you know, dealings with the enemy because they're listening, they're watching, see? So it's like, you don't want to go right out and say what you're going to do, right? You don't want to say, oh, well, last night they were, you know, putting cameras on us or they're doing this or doing that or whatever. You can't say anything. Or they, they tried to set us up for a lawsuit, but then that failed. Or they um, they tried to sabotage, you know, they stole stuff or, you know, you have to, you know, and it was organized stalking. They, they organized, uh, you know, this or they organized that or they tried this or they tried that, but they were all organized. So what's the difference between, you know, say a targeted individual that is a target to criminals? Okay, well, then that's because they've got something uh, the criminals want, you know, and, and uh, criminals are attracted. But what's the difference between criminals and gang stalkers? Gang stalkers operate in gangs, but they're actually cued uh, by a spirit, by a supernatural, you know, spirit, and at the same time, groomed sometimes by police, uh, you know, powers that be, who will, you know, pay people to, in an organized fashion, stalk people. But there's also the people that are getting cued from, like, almost like an AI thing. It's like a frequency. And then they start coalescing around a target, even if they don't know each other and they have never worked together before. They, they, they become a, a front. A lot of people have had trouble with that. They understand the other one, the terrestrial, the easy-to-understand one, that they're organized by, say, the police who don't like your political affiliation or they don't like, or whatever it is. They want your house. They want to drive you out of it or, you know, you know how, however the motivations go. These are very terrestrial motivations, though. Easy to understand. But what throws the theory off is um, when it starts happening in the spiritual or supernatural realm and people are coalescing in other cities and other places that couldn't possibly know you and don't. Or people that say, well, we've been waiting for you. Or they're taking inordinate pictures of you for some reason. And it gets even further. They're attacking you in the spirit through spiritual means uh, or using electronic means through spirit. But I mean, it's all really spirit. And putting demons in you, trying to get demons activated that will get you to self-destruct, that will try to get you to self-destruct, self-shame, um, all, those, all those things that, um, that you know, make fun of you, laugh at you, bully you, get you fired even though you've done a stellar job and you won the employee of the month or whatever. And, and and give you no good reason and have everyone laughing at you on your way out of the office or whatever it, you know. Uh, I could just go on multiplying all these stories by, you know, a million. Um, I particularly like the ones where the scene is switched. Most people do not catch it. They don't catch that level. But where the entire set, like I go to the... Uh, 
to, I don't know, the bookstore, the supermarket, the whatever. And it's, and every, everything in there is the supermarket, everyone in there is targeting me. They all know who I am, and they're all chomping and laughing and making fun because, you see, they see the reason they do that is because they think if you do that to them, they, they, they can't take it. So they think you can't take it. And they, they you know, chide you and, you know, they'll, 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 they'll say anything from, well, I think extra weight looks good on you or something, you know, or, or you know, what, what, what have you been, uh, where have you been? You know, we miss you. You know, if, if these are people you don't know who they are. It's like, they'll say, uh, yeah, say hi to your dad. You know, hug your dog for me. You know what I mean? Things like, oh, you got beautiful uh, sons or daughters. <laughs> Typical uh, criminal behavior. Things they shouldn't know. And as you're at the checkout counter, you know. And, and, and you know, let me just say, so that you feel good about all this. They always get their comeuppance in the end. If, if you've lived long enough, you'll see. So you can just rest assured, you who are of the Lord, of the Most High God, he will not tolerate this. You say, but it, it's every day, it's every... No, 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 it's, you're struggling with it. But I'm just saying at some point, the boom. It doesn't lower on you, a boom lowers on them. And uh, just ask anybody who's been around for a while. Why do they do it? Well, they're jealous, they're angry, they... They work in a group, so they feel invincible. And this is the the topic today is really about conformity around these uh, vaccines. And you know what what you're seeing today are the same exact dynamics. The group is really you know the 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 group that you're offending by being you know a, a, you know being a god person, being a follow, you know being being an independent person, being a free thinker. But you don't have to you know wear religion. I mean, religion we don't. None of us are acceptable in religion or churches or anything like that. So, I mean, you're not talking to people that are, you know, conformed to something, you know what I mean? Churches, the, the, the church in America is for stupid people. It's, it's basically there to conform the masses to the system. That's what it's always been used for. Well, from day one, you know, it's always been about the group conformity to the ideals of the group, of the state, of the country, of blah, blah, blah. You know, the war effort, World War II, World War One, Vietnam, whatever it is, you know, the effort. And now you see they're being finally exposed, which I, it's horrifying to me that it's taken this long, as fraud, you know. I mean, you get a guy like Romney having his little club soda, you know, little boy Romney, and have, and then he, and then he's absolving people in Jesus' name. I'm like, dude, you've got like no, you don't even have a, you know, a, a toenail over the over the line, you know, you know, connected to Christ. I mean, nothing, zero. So how could you know that? Only the Lord knows the heart. How could I know that? Well, I heard somewhere, it might be in Scripture, it said, by your fruit you shall know them. Well, your fruit, your awful music and horrible movies and all your depravity. Depravity, huh? That's the purpose of my life, to make people depraved, I see. 
but yeah, you know, I'm not going to you know say much more about it. Let me just put it this way: if there is a chance to have one of you guys, you know, you know, giving me last, you know, word or prayer before I go off to to the Lord, to, off to the to my destiny, which is really I'm more you know a person that's after this, you know, than than this. But yes, to go off to my destiny. Um, who would I rather have there, Romney or, or you? You, of course. Why would that be? If I, you know, let's say that's all that was available. If that's all that was available, I would prefer to pray over myself. And so that m- might show, without me being sort of judgmental, you know, uh, can a guy be, you know, fallen condition and, I don't think a person could be behaving like that and be of Christ and, 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 look, and look at the dead eyes. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't see Christ as death. I see you know Christ as life. But anyway, I've used him as an example. There's so many more like... <clears throat> but there's also, there's also some stunners where people actually come back to life in the church system. So... Um, John MacArthur's church in L.A. was one of the most corrupt churches I had seen in terms of my tour of the churches. And when I say corrupt, I mean satanic conformity. You know what I mean? The guys, the, you know, the watchers, the people looking for anyone that might not be on Satan's side and then persecuting, you know, that level, that level, just insane level of policing. Gang stalking, policing, and even the removal of people with court orders that they can't come back to church, even if they never said or did anything wrong. Just the wrong spirit, right? Because they know if the wrong guy is in there with the wrong spirit, it will cause the house to come down. And then we had John MacArthur himself, who, you know, who God had a purpose for, because we saw two big angels holding him up one day when we were there. And I saw them in the spirit. They're having to hold him up because he's so weak he couldn't stand on his own two feet. And this is years and years ago when he was a lot younger. And um, I, th- I it was curious. And then I, the Lord said, how many people do you think in here are actually for real? And I said, you know, uh, or how many are, are, are fake or something to that effect? And I, I said, I, I don't know. And I said, well, what about this row here? These are all the wheelchair people. I said, well, they seem all for real. They go, yep, those are for real. But how many are really, you know, uh, you know, uh, for real? How many are fake? And I think we got to something like 85% fake. And, and then the Lord said to me, that's actually a good number. That's like, exemplary <laughs> so you see with foolish pursuits you know now i'm not i'm not against you know going to church going to services going to i'm not against any of that what i'm against is when your spirit is is your know, your soul is compromised by making an oath to something that you can't get out of that that's not of god is my main, that's the main thing, right? Now we see a country that is obviously clown world. It's actually the biggest clown show on earth right now in the United States and the biggest embarrassment of 
having fallen from a great high place to such a low place. And you have all these people running around trying to conform or, or be nice to the monsters in hopes that they don't get tagged. My friends, it's not their job to tag us. It's our job to tag them. I think a lot of people have it backwards because they're weak and they feel weak and they feel like they've been overrun and they feel like they have no option. And this is, of course, ridiculous. Of course you have every option. You have, through the spoken word and through prayer, you have the capacity and the power to change the world at any given moment, at, at any one of you. You know, it didn't have to be this way. But, you know, to whom much is given, the Lord would say, much is expected. The, 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 you know, at the same time, why was the United States gifted with such prosperity and, you know, to become the number one superpower of the world. Why, why, why was that? And it was very simple. It goes back to the Declaration of Independence. The founding document of the United States is that the uh, rights to the individual are endowed by the creator and no man, no body, no collective, nobody can overturn <clears throat> that which God has given, given without repentance. And that's the true true nature of freedom. And it's such a powerful thing, and other countries have been learning from us. I'd say the two right now in my mind are Sweden. Yeah, the medical tyranny is just a great model for us to be able to see all these things we've talked about for 20 years out in the open so that you can see evidence of what I've been talking about. Because half of what I talk about goes on in the spirit and you can't see it. You have to like either know it in your heart when I say it or think about it. Or, you know, you know what I mean? We're talking about things you can't just, that are not tangible, that you can't just see and hear and pick and choose and, you know, and, and, you know, and try to get a handle on it. So people that don't have a spiritual uh, inclination would be lost on this on this program, which is one reason we don't make it. It's not a commercial program. We don't accept uh, you know donations or anything like that because it's um, <clears throat> well. One reason is so I can remain free to speak, you know, and be able to say things and you know that would be, you know, if need be, that might go up against one group or another or somebody somewhere might be offended. And so when you take money, what happens is you start going easy on things that would pay you money. You, you start going a little easier so that you can you know, get a donation. Well, I noticed it with me. I, I'm not saying it's the same for everybody else. Ow! I just tried to chug that espresso. <laughs> My goodness, it was still very hot. That's good. Okay, so so here we are with this great example of the, the medical tyranny, the vaccines, the COVID. And, you know, the, I just heard a guy threatening everybody on TV on Fox News uh, before I, I turned it off. I don't watch the news anymore. I uh, 
took me a long time to kind of like really, I guess it took something like this COVID thing to really show me how corrupt and how utterly stupid, first of all, Americans are. I mean, in general, you know, the general public and how gullible they are. And you can't be like that and have a country. You, can't, you have to be discerning, you know. You have to teach your children being wise as serpents and gentle as doves. You have to have some platform from which to teach your children so they can go on and take responsibility and be good stewards of the blessing the Lord has given. Otherwise, it's going to be stolen by the jackals like the Bidens and the, you know, the socialists and the communists and the abortionists and all the other you know, satanic entities that want to turn America into a hellhole. In fact, actually what they want to do, the, the, the current regime, and also, you know, the regime behind Trump, most of them want, you know, are aligned. They want to turn the United States into a hellhole for vengeance. And I told you, it, the, the motivator is vengeance. Learn that. It's the vengeance that we deigned to be free. That's why they want to attack. It doesn't matter that you're you're not your your grand great 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 grandfather's generation. You're just as good right now to attack you is just as good as attacking George Washington. Okay, you you who still believe in the Constitution. Now, I'm not saying you have to know anything like I do. I have my own way because my own revelations and things from God occurred to me. And so I acknowledge them publicly. But I, everyone is welcome here. I want to make sure you understand that. I know um, in my uh, university life where I was, you know, also educating myself quite a bit, you know, through extra reading, which was not required in school. I had gotten to know the Eastern, you know, religions, especially, um, you know, the, the, the Vedas, uh, Hinduism, uh, all the, 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 you know, I'd learned Sanskrit. I had learned a lot of things about um, Indian culture, but also before that, the Aryan culture of the Indus Valley that gave us that, you know, rich culture of the Vedas and all the things that, that transpired from there. And then eventually transpired into Buddhism which uh, was a huge sort of revolution of thinking that that occurred, uh, you know, in China proper and then through the uh, Asian countries to the south of uh, India. And, you know, Southeast Asia and, of course, you know, China to the, to the west and east and all the others, yeah, Afghanistan, Pakistan, all those were very influenced at one point. In fact... In um, one thing, I want is there the rustling going on back there? Does that need to happen? Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, I demand perfection, perfect quietude. No, I we we broadcast from out in you know because I have a studio, but I also have a like a living room studio thing, so it could be very casual and and be like a, having a casual talk, you know, so we could. But, you know, then there are dogs and there's you know, things that go on. But uh, so I had known a lot, you know, I, in my quest, I had, you know, learned a lot about Hinduism, Vedas, the, you know, I, I, I really was 
keen on these, uh, you know, this this the, these writings called the Upanishads, and and then of course on some of the Lotus Lotus Sutras, some of the Sutras of, of Buddhism, Buddhism, Mahayana, Hinayana, uh, you know, Zen, Rinzai Soto, all all the different kinds of Zen, and you know, Japanese Zen, of course, was the most powerful. And, you know, and then comparing it to Western tradition, Sumerian literature, uh, the first monotheism, uh, you know, you know, Yahweh in relation to, you know, Abraham and the the sort of, uh, you, you know, and, and the precursors to that, which would be Zoroastrianism and, and, and others, you know, about how these, you know, religions of the world and mythologies of the world, how they came to be and how they came to... Uh, you know, affect life on earth. And to me, it always seemed like religion failed, you know, in, in terms of like, for example, you could go to China and you could go to the state approved churches anywhere in China and you'd be, you know, you'd be fine. You know, they might watch you, but the the minute you would tried to go to a more real church where you could feel the Holy Spirit. We could actually engage in spiritual, uh, you could be immersed in, in, in spirit, you know, underground churches. Uh, if you get caught with that, you could be killed. And how that dichotomy could exist in China today uh, and, and be so, so, so brazen. In other words, you might think, well, someone's going to call foul here somewhere. Well, that was in the form of George Bush going to the uh, Olympics. And he went to the state church to worship, and he was talking about that in, with the Chinese uh, interviewer. And no mention of the persecuted church underground by George W. Enemy Bush. And he is your enemy. <laughs> I mean, believe it. I should say George W. Satan Bush. Now, why did he do that? Okay. Why did Billy Graham go to Romania and while Richard Wormbrand was incarcerated, uh, actually literally under the stage where Graham was talking, why did Billy Graham not acknowledge Christians who were in jail in Romania under Ceausescu? Why was that? Give you five seconds. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, time's up. Uh because because it's because it's a lie. These guys are liars. That's why. I know. I like Samaritan's Purse and the Graham's work with charity. You know, of course, we all do. But what's going on there? What's the problem, Frankie? I shouldn't say it. Sorry, Frankie. I don't mean to insult you. Franklin? What's the problema? The problema, Frankie. Frank, Franklin, please tell me the problema, please. Well, well, I can't talk about it. Right, because you got grandchildren. That's right, Seth. And you don't want anything to happen bad to anybody in your family. <laughs> you got a gun to your head, Franklin. But the Lord understands that. He does. Lord, since he's right here, 
Do you understand Franklin Graham? I'm not going to tell you what he says. Lord, do you understand Franklin Graham? Because I can't, you know, I'm not supposed to judge. So do you understand what's going on there? Is that going to be okay, that situation? And then the Lord just says to me, well, you just said it. Billy was on the roof preaching or somewhere, and Richard Wormbrand was in chains underground being persecuted for being when i say persecuted i mean being given communion with piss okay being given the bread of life as feces pissing on the only bible they would have to share making them degrade themselves just to be able to have some kind of prayer to where they would be turned from it. And then all of this was taught by Satanists. I mean, I mean communists. I mean, Satan, I mean, oh, they're the same. They're one and the same. Did anyone ever teach you that in school? Anything about Satan? Who they are? What they do? They kill children. Uh, and they have to. It's it's human sacrifice is uh, the whole reason you know that that that's the whole thing. They also blackmail politicians so they can't say anything. They they worm their way into churches. They do all kinds of things. They 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 they're making a stand against the abortion rule or the heartbeat rule in Texas, saying that you know our sacrament is abortion because that's human sacrifice. So now they're saying we have to have human sacrifice, you know, as part is in the state sacrifice of babies is human sacrifice that uh, that pleases the Satanists because that that's what they need to keep going. Now, I could explain this in a spiritual way, but they have to fight it because they can't afford to do without the abortion. If they don't get abortion, they have to have war. You know, because the biggest part of Satanism is the taking of life, murder. The biggest part of Satanism, Earth dweller, Earth dweller, oh yes, hello. The biggest part of Satanism isn't just having orgies and all kinds of fun, but it's killing. Killing. Why do you think they did the, the, the horror movies? What do you think horror movies are? You know, Dracula, you know, vampire move, oh, so racy. It's to be able to show this reality in a safe way for, you know, feeble-minded people to be able to, you know, not get upset. People don't start off as feeble-minded, but after enough programming from televisions and billboards and radios and all the rest of it, they become feeble-minded over time. That's the goal. I don't think it's wrong to call people feeble-minded. I believe me. I've searched all over this, you know, desert out here to find conversation with people. I know about three or four people. That's about it. They actually know how to speak. Most do not have command of the language enough to produce sentences and paragraphs that 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 you know that. Uh, elucidate or enunciate things that we need to be able to talk about in order to survive as human. I mean, being human is not, 
you know, not just eating and pooping and sexing and having children and screaming and yelling, right? It's more to the life than that. So, uh, yes, I've had uh, Christian persecution on El Movie. Being I'm a well, I'm kind of responsible for a lot of it since I wrote it, produced it. It's kind of my fault, but it's also been getting great accolades and, and getting you know awards and all that is happening at the same time. We have a great review by Janet Phelan. Janet Phelan's a great writer, and she has a new book, and I keep forgetting the title. I've ordered it. It ships on the fifteenth. But before that, I'm going to have her on here, too, because she's had a real... She wrote a book called Exile, where she's literally been exiled from the United States. She's literally said stuff that got her exiled, where she has to live kind of, you know, in hiding in other countries because of something she wrote. So just I want to just have her here to show you what your America is what America has become. And, you know, this bullying with the vaccine, I mean, you know, they say, well, why would they do that? You know, why would they say that? We saw a a, a, a guy that says he's a freaking doctor, which, you know, th- that title should be shoved up his ass. And he gets on there, what does he say? He says, well, the hospitals are filling up right now like nothing we've ever seen, even worse than the beginning of COVID, with the unvaccinated. And that is a bold face lie. That and they're all going, they're they're all parroting that. They're all saying it's the unvaccinated are not part of the uh, worshiping the golden calf. Uh oh, get them, get them. They're trying to create that kind of fervor, that kind of where I wouldn't be surprised if people just start shooting people that say they're unvaccinated. They have to go underground when it's already been proven that if you've had COVID, which everybody has, pretty much. And, 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 you know, survived it. You have a, like, you know, 10 times the immunity of the vaccinated because the vaccinated get vaccinated. The immunity goes down. Their immunity goes down. It, it can fight off the infection for a while, but then it keeps going. The effectiveness goes down and actually kind of destroys your immune system and replaces it with this digital thing, which is not going to be as effective as your own body. So we all started learning, right? We all went to school. We learned about ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine. We learned about, uh, you know, monoclonal antibodies from, uh, you know, uh, uh, we learned about, I learned about Oleander from, uh, from actually David Harris Jr., who had uh, given some of this homeopathic uh, remedy to uh, uh, Dr. Ben Carson and because Carson came down with covid and within four hours, he was like back, <laughs> you know. And so we learned. We never learned about all that stuff during the for flu and cold. But you know, but now that 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 we've had this COVID thing, a lot of these secret remedies have come out into the open where we could actually treat ourselves for flu and cold where we could never do it before because they hid the cures from us. Why would that be? So they could sell us their remedies, which are all, what's, what's it called spiritually? What is the name of big pharma spiritually? Pharmakia. What does pharmakia mean in Greek? It's a Greek word. It means sorcery. Look it up. 
Pharmakia means sorcery. That's why everything they give you has side effects. A real remedy doesn't really have much in the way of side effects that could hurt you. Okay? Now, the other thing we found out about ivermectin is that it's an anti-cancer dream. It's an anti-cancer powerhouse. We learned this from Dr. Judy Mikovits. Boy, I'll bet they're, they're, they're sorry she ever got on the air. Because <laughs> she spilled the beans of the whole damn thing. But how many Americans actually listened? You got more people in, in Japan listening to people like that than you do in America. And Japan and Sweden are to be lauded for their, they, they're just going, Japan's going ivermectin all the way. <laughs> they're just, I think everyone sees the scam. And what is the scam, Zeph? The scam is they want to kill every man, woman, and child on earth. No, I'm just, I mean, that's the end game. Every man, woman, and child, all, all humans. Or, or transform them or a select few or whatever into transhuman or convince human to, at some point, those that are left after this little fiasco, you know, because a lot of people are dying. And by the way, If you die, if you have the jet, and then you go to the hospital, if if it hasn't been two weeks yet, you're considered unvaccinated. Did you know that? So they can report the unvaccinated are filling up the hospital when it's really people that got vaccinated and had to go to the hospital, and they don't say vaccinated. They lie and say they're unvaccinated because they they have a rule, a two-week rule that's bogus, so they can report that it's all the unvaccinated's fault. And if you're vaccinated, truly a vaccination, you don't have to worry about the unvaccinated or anything else. You're safe from uh, infection, period. 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 There's no other way to look at it. But yet we see these fucking morons going on and on and on with it. Wanting to show how good they are. I mean, yeah, Trish has tried with her family to get through to them. And got through it and tried and tried and tried with all kinds of information by the top doctors in the world. I mean, some of the best virologists that ever existed. The top credentialed doctors saying, don't take the poison. And um, they won't listen because they, they lie and they say that this is good. In other words, they will do the wrong thing just to be part of the group. They won't deviate from the conformity. And that's not along political because you have the guy that was on there today, the Republicans are screaming, take it because the unvaccinated are a big problem. And the Democrats are saying the same thing. They're even talking about you know building internment camps to put the unvaccinated in. Uh, should that become necessary? Even though that would be based on a lie because there is no danger from any unvaccinated person ever anywhere on earth. Because by this point, what do most have? Herd immunity, right? Because they have their own, you know, reaction. Every single person's been touched by COVID by now in some way. Could have been a little cough, could have been un- asymptomatic, whatever, but it's been, ar- it's been around, right? All those people have immunity who didn't do anything about it. And, you know, didn't get sick and didn't die and are just fine. 
Uh, then they talk about the variant. The variant. The variant's just an excuse to get... So then they lie again, and they say, well, you need the booster shot. Well, I thought this was the shot. No, you need boosters every month now. Plus, we got to give you some pills, too. So they say, well, why would they be doing that to us? If And then, then you see the unvaccinated people all dancing around and frolicking around and really having no problem. But if they do have a problem, many times it's because the people shed spike proteins and prions. Prion can, can, is bad cow disease. It's also uh, cancer. It can turn your brain into mush. It can turn your blood into a coagulant. You know, a, a blood clot nightmare, coagulating nightmare. That's why one of the protocols for, for undoing the damage of the spike proteins uh, is to take aspirin to, to thin the blood because of the, of the heart attack problem, young people now dying of heart attacks. So when I see the evidence, just a little bit of the evidence, I say, well, you know, even if I wanted to take it, I would wait until all the kinks are worked out. I would probably never conclude that the governments of the world are under the rubric power of a, you know, Fauci and, you know, Gates and Schwab and the UN and the, you know, Chinese, you know, uh, Communist Party. I would, I would, you know, my, my thought, I would never think that. I would think, well, they're going to improve it, so I think I'll wait. Because it's too much to wrap your head around that Joe Biden wants you dead. That Joe Biden is trying to kill everybody. Look at the way he treated the soldiers in Afghanistan. You know what I mean? He wants you dead. And he wants to bring in new people to replace you. And that's basically what the entire administration's doing. They're opening the borders to bring in new people. Now they're bringing terrorists in, though, now. Why bring terrorists in? Because if there needs to be a military conflict, they can activate those terrorists to go against the resistors, the people that don't want to be communists, the people that don't want to be taken over, the people that still want the American flag. Note, when they take down the American flag on federal buildings, that's the day you know you've been defeated. Now, if you don't want to see that... (laughs) Boy, you have a lot of work to do. Yeah. Well, the first part of the work is waking up and understanding, yes, there are people that want to enslave every man, woman, and child on earth. They want to give the mark of the beast. Some say it's the QR code. I saw it as like a almost a tentacle thing, but it was like a tattoo that looks like the QR code, you know, and it goes under the skin. You can actually see it, but it looks almost like a, a, an octopus with tentacles in my in a vision I had. But yeah, that that QR code would be the code of your genetic code and your particular code that then would be able to be read by AI, read anywhere. They don't need a little reader because all the people would be magnetized. You know what I mean? You'd just be like a walking, you know, a walking broadcaster of your of your, you know, of everything about you. Why would they want to do that? Because they at that point they own you. You have no soul left, right? You understand that soul's gone. So they own you, so they're able to have their way with you, to use you as an experiment, to trans-infect you with anything they want, to make you a digital person ultimately because they must conquer this life and death thing. You know, I, 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 I'm actually shocked. 
I am shocked at how, how far they have to go. Think about it. If they really had eternal life through transfection and transhumanism, if they really had eternal life, don't you think they'd be off living their eternal lives? They'd be off world somewhere. They'd be off this planet, gone wherever they'd be. Yeah, something's wrong somewhere in their science. And I wanted to point this out to you. Nobody else has pointed this out because we've all been busy, most of us, trying to warn about, you know, people from being poisoned. I'm no longer warning, by the way. I quit warning. Hello? Uh, you know why? I got a word from the Lord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is, the Lord's good. Oh, yeah. To get to have a little help, you know, here with all this stuff swirling around, I need help, man. Because my eyes are wide open, so I, I see it all. I see thoughts even people have, you know, which are really negative, nasty things. I can tell you this, though. You know, the Lord is saying it's time to stop warning because here comes some scripture. They're, they have no excuse. And for that reason, the Lord is now giving them over to strong delusion, i.e., they worship the golden calf now. Uh, that they would believe a lie, in other words. And that's just straight up what the Lord does. After a while, he gives you strong delusion, doesn't he? Like, even if, if you, just you and your walk, how many times have you just not been, like, on your calling and you've been in your own world worrying and upset and just little things are bothering you and you lose the big picture that you know you have a purpose here you are you've been called by the most high god to serve you know to, you know jesus the the lord king also the axiomatic you know uh you know beginning and end which is e eternal which has no beginning and no end that's that's the secret of that key right there but um to understand that calling and then you lose sight of it with this magnificent thing and then you're just like struggling in your own little daily. Everything is ticking you off and it's all upset, right? So you've lost it. So how many times have you done that where then suddenly you don't feel his presence? It's like, oh no, I need help. I, I need to feel that close. I, gotta, I, I feel so distant now. I feel disconnected now. Oh no. And it was all because you're frittering and frattering about little things that don't really matter. The Lord said, hey, don't worry. Well, you take it all from Scripture. Well, how do you know what the Lord's saying? Well, just go to Scripture. He'll tell you right there. If you don't hear anything, just go to, you know, go to uh, Matthew 5 and 6 and read about how Jesus says you don't worry. And that you rejoice when you're persecuted. Because the, the prophets and saints and Jesus, you know, John the Baptist and Elijah and everybody were persecuted before you. So in other words, you're in good company. And they persecuted you without a cause. Yes. That's the whole point. They didn't want Barabbas. They wanted Jesus to, to be arrested and put up for murder or whatever it was, you know, you know punished, you know, for, for uh, uh, you know, blasphemy. Um, they wanted Jesus to be killed and they wanted Barabbas, a murderer and thief, to go free. But then later they brought the thief on the cross 
to show that even, you know, a Barabbas-type person could be forgiven, you know. To show that no matter how screwed up we've all lived our lives, there is still a path through the sun to eternity. I want to say through the sun, because that's, you know, Matthew 14, 6, but I say through the sun to sort of emulate the idea that the ancients believed they needed to fly through the sun, literally, on spacecraft, which they had back even the Mayan times and before that, and fly through that portal in the sun. There's a hole in the sun that once they fly through there, they're changed, and they never come back here. Isn't that an interesting parallel? Kind of makes you wonder, doesn't it? I'm sure if I looked into some Egyptian uh, religion, maybe, because they had planes, they had flying objects back then. Isn't it funny how all those things are, are on the bar reliefs? You know, like you look at a bar relief and you see like an airplane or like a helicopter type thing. Isn't that funny that they they scrubbed all that so you would never know that the ancients had flight? Or some people think, well, that's the devil putting that there to make you think they had flight. Well, what, what would God, why would God object to you know anyone having flight? I'd say it's the opposite. We're forbidden from real flight by the devil who keeps technology away from us and free energy away, real Tesla secrets away from us so that we can't advance as a culture with free energy and you know taking the workload off so people could truly share in abundance. You know, I would have some communist rule. You know, communism is simply vengeance. I mean, I told you that before, but the people behind it, they're not, they know they're never going to get a really a fair wage or whatever they're going to, whatever they're demanding. This system is, creates trillionaires and people remain in poverty, you know, or wage slaves and they don't want to work. And of course, I don't blame them because they're not getting paid enough to pay their bills anyway. Oh, I'm sounding commie. <laughs> no, but no, talking economics. This system was never supposed to be like this. You, you know, the left keeps pushing, and also the you know the the rhino, you know, the big Republicans. They they they. As I should as I should say, all sides keep pushing for these great billionaire millionaire kind of, you know corporate fascists, corporations having all the money, or the the you know, the Elon Musks, or the, the you know the the all the, these kind of. You know, the, the uh, Jeff Bezos, all these people, they don't pay tax. They got all this money to live in the fields of Elysium. And, but when the riots come, they what do they do? They burn down the middle class businesses. They don't touch Bezos. They don't touch the real root of the fascist problem we have in America. They don't touch any of it. Because those guys pay their salaries. And they are on pay, on the payroll. I tried to point this out to a, uh, you know, Generation Z people, some of which I've known, and they just can't, they just can't grok the information. And that's why, why? Because they're cult, they have cult programming, right? If they, if they go against the cult, they... They learn to reject it or reject you without reasoning. 
And, and so that's what they're doing. They're rejecting logic and they're just saying, this is, you know, burning down the middle class is what we have to do because they're living in these houses and we should be living there. So let's go take it and kill them and move in. Not realizing that karma would kill them. Boom, like that. Boom, dead. Boom, gone. And the jab's coming in to do just that. Which I think, you know, abortion, we got to keep it. Have you ever seen a, a baby at an ultrasound? How many have seen ultrasound? Okay, well, we've all seen ultrasound. We see the babies moving around and responding outside, you know, just because they're in the womb. They're, they're children, they're babies, you know, a living being with a soul inside of another person that's a living being with a soul, the mother. And there are two beings there. And the ultrasound proves it. But did that stop the Satanists? No, the only people that want abortion are Satanists. Trust me. I know them all. Trust me. Take it to the bank. Take, check it. Click it three times. Take it to the bank. There is no other reason. Well, when they to harvest the organs, that's called dismemberment. That's still a satanic rite. And when they when they cut the organs away and they cut they they do pray to 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 Lucifer. Now I've always said that, but now no, I know no 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 wait. I didn't say it. They said it in this lawsuit in Texas. They're saying that it's their satanic right to abort babies, that it's a satanic human sacrifice. They said it. Finally, because I've been saying it for 20 years because I, always, I know people that are involved and I know what Planned Parenthood is and I know who Margaret saying it was and I know why the, the Hispanics are set to take over the the population dominance and and next would be you know whites i guess and then and then there would be asians and then last would be blacks why would that be because margaret sanger through planned parenthood the democrats bill gates's family you know adolf hitler whatever targeted black people for abortion get him in the ghetto get him to the abortion clinic take the baby so they don't grow I don't know why. And I don't know how they did they pulled that one off. But if you're talking reparations for my black friends, you're talking reparations, man, I'd go right for the juggler, boy. Right there. Ooh, man. No, I didn't call you boy. I'm boy, you know, boy, everybody. Boy. You understand what I'm saying though? I'd go right for the juggler. The President of the United States is responsible, but then so is Planned Parenthood. And so is Bill Gates. And so those kind of guys, the white guys that don't want there to be black people. Because Margaret Sanger called black people, we, we literally quote weeds that need to be cut down. In fact, if you look at these vaccines, an inordinate amount of black people are dying with them, are getting injured. 
And I, you know, I mean, it makes you wonder. I mean, I don't know if there's any, I, I have no idea, no idea about the chemical compound. And, and you know, do they know that, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. But I mean, it's still highly suspect. So there is racism. There is racism against black people. And, uh, you know, they've, uh, so far they've failed, but not in America. Had there been 20, 25, I would be in favor of having a much larger percentage of, well, however it goes. I'm just not in favor of cutting people down. So they think, well, you cut the white people down and then the blacks will have more of a chance or something like that. Well, no, there's not white blocking black. That's not happening. Or vice versa. The problem to me is eugenics and, you know, and it is the ultimate racism. Because they, and, 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 you know, like I said, right now, the, you know, um, you know, they're, 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 they're blaming the white population. They want to get rid of the white population, but the people that are paying for it are white. And I know for a fact that the, the, the real being they're going for, the future being, the future human being, the, the being they want is a transhuman being that is not anything, has nothing to do with race. It's a, the next level. So we'll see what they do. I, I mean, I'm just saying when, you know, if black people that want reparations, I mean, I understand that. I'd like reparations too for me. Well, uh, I was uh, cut out of education and uh, except for what I, uh, my own efforts, uh, you know, falsely incarcerated, falsely accused and uh, also discredited. So I couldn't have any kind of meaningful employment. And, um, you know, I, I'd like some, some, some reparations for that. No, no, I'm never going to get it. I'm not seeking it. I'm just saying, you know, as long as you're talking about people who've had been treated unfairly, there's, you know, quite a few people that were, were you know, were about, you know, ex-cons that were falsely accused of doing anything wrong. They come out and they can't the most, they can't even pay the light bill. You know, almost forcing them back into criminality, which they never were part of, but now they are. You know, oh, oh boy, yeah, there's some reparations there. But as far as black people wanting reparations as a collective, we don't have collective rights here. This is America. It's individual rights, not collective rights. Anyway, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of talking about all that. I'm you know, I've said my, my piece about Margaret Sanger and her goal to eliminate black people, and it just goes in one ear and out the other. The, 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 the black folks that are, that are, you know, the black people, you know, the wide swath of them that understand what I'm saying, they understand, they're already, we're all on the same team, you know what I mean? And the ones that don't, they're just programmed, brainwashed by their political parties, to, to think in a, in a binary way about the problem rather than, you know what I mean, to, to blame somebody that they're being told, to bl- the blame being shifted to some group or something that they can, you know, just like example, they Black Lives Matter, you know, burning down middle-class cities because of, 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 of not being treated right economically or whatever, you know, racism, when the actual problem is higher up. So, for example, if you really want it, okay, if I were running it, okay, I'm running Black Lives Matter. Call goes out, okay, 
Go down to Malibu and burn the place to the ground, along with Bel Air, Beverly Hills, uh, Hollywood Hills. Right? <laughs> and uh, as long as you're at it when you're in New York, go ahead and level the Hamptons. Get Martha's Vineyard off the map. Uh, you, you know, and uh, as far as Manhattan, uh, do a fire down in Manhattan like the uh, San Francisco fire of 1900-whatever, you know. Yeah, start with the, uh, you know, Trump Tower and all those kind of, all those buildings. Pfizer, yeah, oh yeah, the pharmaceutical companies. Wall Street, burn it to the ground, buddy. But they didn't do that, did they? <laughs> it takes a genius to figure this out. No, it doesn't. It just takes someone willing to look at it. So your real problem you know, on Earth, I guess, terrestrially, in terms of working and having, you know, if you want equity, which is equanimity, which is called freedom, ultimately, distills into the word freedom, meaning having the freedom to make a living and not have the government on your back. Uh, your, 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 your guilty parties now would be big tech and uh, the new billionaire class, uh, those people using uh, you know, slaves in China, uh, for for slave labor, so that you cannot get a fair paycheck, and uh, you know they're your friend. They're your you know Apple. Oh, you're not going to burn Apple down. Facebook, you're not going to burn Facebook down. How about Twitter? Oh, you're not going to bother with that. How about all the businesses they've bought? You know WhatsApp and this and TikTok. And, you know how about the Chinese government? You're not going to go up against that. How about the Chinese movies? You don't even realize all the movies coming out of Hollywood are all Chinese movies. I wouldn't touch that. Well, so you're going to blame the middle class in, you know, Portland, Oregon, and burn down the restaurants and the Starbucks and stuff like that. That's not the problem, folks. The only reason I bring it up today is because we see that there's terror on the Horizon, so they're going to blame that on somebody. Guess who? Somebody going to blame it? And then they're, you know, have riots, and then they're bringing in, you know, soldier-aged Afghans uh, to be part of Biden's secret army to be able to, you know, be the mercenaries that go around, you know, killing Americans. And uh, the reason they want to kill Americans, well, this would be the blood off their hands because they're bringing them in. And, of course, you know, they'll be trained by the FBI and, you know, other various resources, and they're going to tear it up as a way of keeping you down. I have actually never seen such hell or such evil in all my, you know, millennia of being alive. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 they have you locked down every which way. The only freedom that you could possibly have at this point is in the spirit, you know, and that relationship with God has got to be something that if you could get quiet enough, you could just have it. I think we could have it here. Uh, you know, it's funny, I... I I saw a film last night that I, you know, a little indie film kind of, you know, 
It was a little choppy. wasn't you know I had some technical issues, but really good acting. Called Feral State, which was kind of coming from like a kind of a left wing communist perspective, and they had the, the charismatic leader of the criminals was like this guy that he was always saying in Jesus' name and Jesus and Do you feel the Holy Spirit? I feel He's with us. Right after killing people, you know, and and you know obviously they're trying to make it you know to show him as. The problem with the movie was that this guy was so charismatic and such a good actor. This man got, I forget his name now. He almost, to me, reminded me of James Cagney. If he could lose maybe 20 pounds, he'd be like a James Cagney kind of guy, almost, in a way. Anyway, he wasn't very handsome or anything. He just had this really great, uh, you know, capability, you know, as an actor. And... um, no, but it was all about, you know, that, that they should be able to have a piece of the pie. And they so they decided they're going to become criminals, an outlaw organization, to take what they should have had. To, to you know, to, to and then they live in, you know, squalor out in the woods, whatever. And they target little businesses here and there to steal from them. So they have, you know, they have a, a pact as criminals to have food on the table, this and that. And eventually the whole thing goes south and... uh you know, the guy, at one point, he kills this rich man, he gets his clothes on, and he gets a tuxedo going, and he starts drinking, you know, 30-year-old scotch, and he's, you know, wow, this is what we're talking about now. And they thought they found a Fabergé egg or something that they could pawn at the pawn shop and have some real money on him. Turned out to be a fake, and it ruined everything. And they all just eventually sort of, you know, went down in the end. And... uh and it, the whole theme of the movie was, well, life is unfair and, you know, and the, econ- the economics should be there. So what they did is the criminals, they blamed, you know, and this guy was like had a cult of criminals. And he and they, they, they were insinuating that he kept them together by talking Jesus. All right. So they kill somebody and then say, Jesus, thank you, Lord, for the blessing. You know what I mean? It was like, it was like very... In a way, a little bit subversive, but but uh, you know. Then and then, if you're going to be a part of the of the group of the cult, they baptize you in Jesus' name, and now you're part of the group. Now here's a knife, go stab that guy, you know. And uh, so it's 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 it it's, it didn't it didn't really bother me. I mean, it it was um, you know it didn't really you know bother me. I saw what they were trying to do. And, um, you know, like at one point he goes, I feel the Holy Spirit's with us. Do you feel it? And they go around the room. Yes. Yes. You know, it's just, and it looked like to the, to the audience watching that he arbitrarily says that to group them in to mind think, you know, to one mind, that mind link, right? Hive link by saying that. And I thought, I've said that before when we had a prayer group, when I felt it, but everyone else said they felt it too. But that's not the same. I just wonder if they were tuning into my broadcast, but uh, or considering me to be a criminal, you know, it, 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 it's uh, I I I wouldn't uh, attack uh, poor people to 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 get. I would. I'm not sure that I would be an outlaw. But if I were going to do a movie like this, and I believe me, I've thought about it. I really, I'm so angry right now. I would just love to do a. a you know, like a Mickey and Mallory type of thing. You know what I mean? Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, yeah. 
I'm angry too. But see, blaming the other guy or the middle class guy that's got a bank account or some guy that's got a house in the suburbs, that's not the, 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 I mean, we could do that for the pedantic earth dwellers. For the little feeble people. So they could go, oh yeah, get those rich people in the hills. Yeah. You know what I mean? They did that in a movie with Michael Shannon called uh, uh, Echo Boomers. Echo Boomers. Great movie. Unfairly attacked. People, you know, whenever you do anything political, they hate you. Whatever side. It doesn't matter which side you're on. But but, uh, I try to stay out of politics with movies. You know, just tell the story. But, you know, so, you know, they felt that they'd been wage slaves, they'd been this and that, and so they wanted to go in the suburbs, blaming the suburbs, tearing up the houses that had the people with money, and taking the good art and things and fencing them, and then, then after that, taking crow, you know, uh, crowbars and things like that, and just breaking all the antiques and the mirrors and the this and the the floors and, the, you know, just, just making it so it's just like millions of dollars damage, you know, to get even for... Remember, I always said, vengeance. What's the motivator in Echo Boomers? The, the movie Echo Boomers, where they go around stealing, but then destroying... Why do they destroy the house after they steal from it? Vengeance. Why is there this uh, fight against the unvaccinated? Vengeance. You see the vengeance tone it's taken on TV? It's vengeance. Well, what did the unvaccinated ever do to anybody? Nothing. They have great immunity. If they're a normal functioning human being, they got great immunity. If they don't, the people with the vaccine should be protected. So it's win-win. If that person doesn't want to have a vaccine and he feels like uh, his immune system is fine or he doesn't care, whatever it is, uh, it, 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 you know, since the possibility of a human immune system would be better than a mRNA digital vaccine. Uh, yes, uh, you know, it's shouldn't be a problem. But what is the motivator to get the unvaccinated vengeance? What's the motivation to let these um, soldier aged uh, men into the United States by the millions? It's, you know, vengeance to get even with the people in the middle of the country. To blow them up. What's the what's the the reason that they burned the cities down after George Floyd? Vengeance for all the things these people have done. What's the thing against white people now? It's vengeance. It's not like you know equanimity. It's vengeance for the past. What is the motivation for everything in Satanism? Vengeance. What's the motivation for everything on earth that is against human? That that is violent against human. It's vengeance. What's the real vengeance? Where does the vengeance come from? From having made man in the first place. That's the original vengeance. That's where the vengeance began. And the scapegoating began. So who are the people that want to kill Christians, uh, uh, you you know, uh, uh, operating in vengeance for? They're operating for Satan, Lucifer, the fallen angels, the watchers, and all the people that are feel they're not, you know, connected or not forgiven by God because they made God made human. 
Why is there vengeance for a human being made in the first place, which is the numero uno motivator for everything that happens on earth is vengeance for the creation of man, period. Whether you take Klaus Schwab, you take Bill Gates, you take the UN, you take the Chinese Communist Party, you take anyone who is anti-human, as all these people I mentioned are. And the reason they're anti-human is vengeance, not their vengeance. They're too stupid to think that through. It's not their vengeance. They're dumb. They're dumb. They're feeble-minded. They're dumb. They may be smart in business and Microsoft and all that, but they're dumb ultimately, right? Wouldn't you agree? I mean, if you need a Marina Bravamich as your little consort through the spiritual world, you're you're pretty fucking stupid. Okay, right? To, you know, because all witches are going to betray their masters. Right? Because they want to be the master. Okay. And why do they want to betray their master? Vengeance! Vengeance all across the board. Vengeance! Why do they do such evil things with such self-righteousness? Because vengeance is uh, a form of self-righteousness. So it's all justified. But it all began, folks, when the first man, whenever that happened, because man contained something that only God could make. Let me give you a little preview. Man is to become the tabernacle of the Most High God forever and ever, world without end. Amen. Tabernacle containing temple, tabernacle, place, a dwelling place of God. Can you, no, no, we can't get our minds around. We have no idea what that means. All we know is it's very special. Other than man doesn't qualify. Only man has this thing that makes him so therefore if it's to be in the future then it's now as well vengeance for having made man in the image and likeness of God an image and likeness what did that ultimately mean it meant tabernacle it meant no more need of light no more need of electricity or power or energy any of it It meant something like the New Jerusalem, but even that's coded in some kind of mathematical language. Something so special that would that would wreak such havoc that anyone that was not part of God would be attacking anything of God, especially if God did good things for people that would spark even higher vengeance. If God saved Jerusalem, right now, who knows if, right? Looks like Jerusalem's on its way out. If God saved Jerusalem, the people would turn on God even more. If God formed the United States and the United States became the most powerful country in the world and most successful and most innovative, blah, 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 blah. 
then the vengeance would ramp up even higher against the United States to get even for having allowed the United States to prosper to wreak complete vengeance on the United States because the, the, you know because it goes against the will of these people who feel cut off from God by their own free will when they chose to cut off God and go with Satan. And they crossed that line. They broke on through to the realm of death. What is the other side, folks? It's called the realm of death. What is what? What are Satanists? They're part of a death cult. Satanism is a death cult, yes. Where Jesusism, let's say, is a life cult. Right? Life over death. And who doesn't like that? Who wants death massively to everyone? Satan, because man should never have been made. Because man cut Satan out of the equation. Because this good versus evil is only a temporary, a temporary situation. It won't, you know what I mean? There are other aspects, other dimensions, where there is no good versus evil. There's nothing like that. There is no further need for vengeance and higher levels of spirituality. In higher levels of spirituality, all there is is love. Connectivity between all things and all people. Only harmony. There is no Satanism or vengeance or hatred. None of that exists. It never did exist. It's here in this base dimension with these base beings wanting base things and telling lies on TV and then getting one group to go kill another and <laughs> jerking off to it, probably. Sorry to say. They do literally jerk off to things like that, so I'm sorry. They get beyond porno. <laughs> oh, yeah, there's, there's, right, dismemberment. Oh, yeah, oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Better orgies, you know, it's, especially when people are being violated where they, they don't want to be, you know. You know, when everyone's being raped. Don't say anything. That'll be the end of you on Earth. See, that's the big deep dark secret they're hiding. They're just hiding this satanic cabal that runs everything and, and that everyone has to be a member of or they don't get to play at the table. And, um, you know, they they want to bring it in as mainstream eventually. Right? But But it's hidden. It's always been hidden. But in your schools, in your, you know, all people on earth know about what I'm saying. Well, they might have just tried to, you know, avoid it or maybe they didn't get initiated into it because they were, you know, nerds or handicapped or not. You know, I mean, they want the good people to be recruited. But the other people learn to keep their mouths shut, keep their eyes to the ground and just do their work for their slave wages Keep their mouths shut and, uh, you, know, you know, see no evil, hear no evil, do no evil, just try to get through, get by. Hope not to ruffle the feathers. Now they're being targeted, these guys who have been good. They've been lovely, they've been swell. They've, they've, they've looked the other way on tremendous criminality, on tremendous evil. 
And they've been good soldiers. They've been good, good uh, you know, blockers. Now they're going to be punished for it. No, not by God, by their own people, you see. And it will be vengeance again. It's more like this now. How dare you, you little people, go to Satan's side? What were you thinking? You just made it much harder. Because God's trying to have favor on you because you might change your mind. So therefore, because you might change your mind, we take vengeance now, hopefully before you change your mind, so that it's lose-lose for you and I get to dance on your grave or piss on it. And that's the way they think. I mean, that's just basically, if you get that, then you get the way they think about everything. Everything is, you know, oh my God, I got a promotion, but nobody was fired. (laughs) Here's the things I ran into in Hollywood. I got a promotion, but no one was fired. I took the place of this guy and he was spiraling down to nothing. I took the place of the singer because he couldn't sing anymore. <laughs> they thought they would get rid of Gina Carano out of Disney. Right? Big MMA fighter, kind of, you know, really like Amazon woman, but very beautiful. And very uh, obviously talented. And now she's going to be in a movie that I can't wait to see. You know what I mean? White Knuckle. Yeah, White Knuckle, I think it's called. Eric Red novel, Eric Red screenplay. Eric Red wrote a screenplay that we were all jealous of called uh, The Hitcher. Oh, my God. What a great movie. And she's going to be this woman getting vengeance against this trucker. Vengeance. But because the trucker, I guess, kills people and done bad things to her, and then now she's she's not going to just try to slink away and survive. She's going to have to fight back. Now, I right now, a movie like that sounds so good to me. And like I said, I was telling Larry, I said, you know, we ought to just, I just feel like, you know, I don't know what the body count's going to be, but if, say, we do The Voice, which also deals with gang stalking, and, um, you know, a little bit anyway. It's, it deals with targeted individuals, but I'm not... We may be post-targeted, guys. We may be targeted as mainstream now, right? Everyone's targeted, you know, in a sense. Step out of line, you're targeted. I'm I'm not sure where we are now. What what do you think? I'm not quite sure that if we move beyond uh, just a few targeted individuals, it's now everyone. Well, I'm not sure, like I said. Anyway, it's going to be, you know, I, I think it's going to be great. And, you know, great producer Dallas Sonia is producing it and 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 others that, you know, that we're kind of, I guess we're kind of in the same universe as them in a way, sort of. We're just sort of, you know, uh, he uh, got in trouble for a movie called Run, Hide, Fight because it was about a woman daring to save herself and her classmates by getting hold of a gun during a school shooting done by, you know, crazy kids. And she had to defend herself and her friends. And she needed a gun to do it. So that got the liberals all completely insane and butthurt. 
that she was defending herself. And, uh, you know, they tried to, you know, swipe at it and get at it, but it was released through a private uh, portal of, uh, I think, Ben Shapiro, who's now having movies on his Daily Wire website. I'm not sure how that worked out, but you couldn't get it on Amazon Prime or, you know, anything like that, you know, just through there. I watched it through there. It's a great movie. I highly recommend that movie, Run, Hide, Fight. So Dallas, he produced that. He's producing... Uh, you know, a white knuckle. And I believe that white knuckle, I mean, I just, I cannot see that thing doing anything but making huge amount of money and blowing away Hollywood. You know what I mean? It's not going to be a Hollywood movie. I don't know where you're going to see it. I It seems too big of a movie to not have like a premiere in a theater and that kind of stuff. It's, but, you know, she got kicked out of Disney and she got this deal going right away and has stuck with it, and now look, it's it's going to be shooting in uh, October, I think, next month. And knowing those guys, it'll probably be out in the summertime of 2022. If we last that long, which I don't, doesn't look like it. But if we do, uh, yeah, that's a big middle finger, the fucking Chai Coms and their Hollywood influence. Here you go, Xi Jinping. Here you go. Right? You know, this is the way we used to make movies here. Freedom. Right now, I know so many people that want to see a vengeance movie. No, the other way. You know, against this, the bad guys that are having vengeance against us for something we never did. We were, you know, people were free. You know, they want to attack people in the middle class and middle class businesses. Calling them the, the, the you know the, the the problem when their problem is the elites with the billions and billions that they don't intend to share with anyone else except their own crony capitalist buddies. So the very people that hire them to go fight in the streets are the people that are doing are destroying capitalism, are destroying making it unfair. They made it unfair. I'm not saying it's fair. You know, I'm saying it, it, it it's workable, but it has to have regulation. It's got to be some way of stopping these people from, from, from getting, and, and, and not like, you know, what's his name? Russell Brand was saying, I saw a debate between him and Candace Owen. And oh boy, if you haven't seen that, check that out. That's a lot of fun. That's because he, he gets like a kid so frustrated and he can't work it out. And she's like killing him on the debate. He's like, well, we should take away Bezos' money and just give him like $10 million a year to live on, you know, and not let him have any money. I was like, well, if that were the case, there'd be no Amazon. There'd be no, you know what I mean? It's got to be more like this. Amazon's gotten big. They're not, you know, that needs to be broken up into other kinds of, you know, smaller entities so that people can compete. I know a lot of platforms that will be the next Amazon, but they're, they can't compete against this behemoth. So it should be, you know, see what I mean? None of that's going on. These people are, these corporations are gobbling each other up too. Pretty soon it's just going to be one big corporation. Walmart, Amazon, you know, big tech, all is one. And then the little people all being robots and, you know, slaves. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree with my communist friends in that regard, but I disagree with the way that they're, they're being duped. We all need solutions to this. 
But again, we're being so divided, we can't ever talk to each other ever again because we hate each other. Well, no, I don't really hate anyone, but I mean, it's you know, this hatred is just so... This, it Really what it is is a psyop of mind control to make us hate each other where we don't really hate each other. I fully understand, you know, people that, you know, working for the man and they can't pay their bills and everything sucks. I totally understand that. And I'm saying, well, let's do something about it. But burning down small businesses isn't, you know, that's not the, you know, go burn down these you know, mansions then. If, if you really want to get it, go burn Wall Street down then. Go burn down the banks. That's more where your problem is. Go burn down the UN. You know, but but of course you can't burn it down because they have nukes and missiles and planes and tanks. <laughs> so that's not, right? So that's not the solution is my point. I'm not telling one, by the way, I'm not telling one to burn anything down anywhere. I'm saying that the, 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 the targeting is suspect when you start burning down the, you know, small businesses and mom and pop stores and then saying we we hate capitalism that's not the capitalism that's causing the problem i wish i well heck in the way of president i'm just about the right age to run for president i mean shoot maybe i should be president You know, I mean, I'm not for overregulation, but I'm not for just unrestricted monopolies to just crush people. You know, I'm, I have a little more common sense than that. I don't want people to suffer either or have their labor go in vain. I like to fix these problems, but there is not a one, there's no one, you know, one size fits all here. It has to be taken case by case and people have to be, you know, judicious and, and they have to be, Common sense. They can't be just brainwashed by communists. All the communists want to do is overthrow the country, whatever country they're in. Basically, the only people I know involved in that are the CIA. So the CIA are quarterbacking that. And the FBI together are trying to overthrow the country through empowering this, the, the, you know, the Generation Z to overthrow this evil oligarchy. But the oligarchs are them. Are the, are the, are the payors, the ones who are paying the salaries. Why can't anyone see it the way I see it? At least try. Including Russell Brand. He just like, nope, it's unfair. Stop it all. Well, at least he had the right guy, but Jeff Bezos, but I don't think the right thing is to limit the, 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 the money. I think the right thing is to limit crony capitalism. And of course, there needs to be, you know, you know, monopoly laws for people that get, when they get too big and powerful, you see what big tech did. They rigged the whole election. Big tech is the one that changed the result, cheated. So they need to be obviously regulated. You know, it never happens. But the, see, but then they keep pouring more money into the Communist Party, saying, go burn down the middle class. Yes, because then there'll be nobody, just basically serfs and kings. And neo-feudalism is back. And the Communist Party will be very happy with that. Yes, because they're not what they say they are. Communism is Satanism, but then isn't capitalism. Well, crony capitalism is also satanic. Having markets and buying and selling of goods, you know, in freedom, 
is you know you know ancient. It's an ancient way that people, you know, learn to to diversify to to um, you know the 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 uh, the uh, you know the diversity of labor that happens when someone brings something to the market. Somebody has to be there to sell it. People need to be there to buy it. They have you know some other work somewhere else. It's uh, it's this diversity of labor based on self-interest that produces wealth. But the problem is, if you have no diversity of labor and people just tell you what to do, it's run by a central planning committee, all the wealth is soaked up by the central planning committee. So there is no prosperity. And there is no food on the shelves. And there is no new technology. And people just suffer. And that's where communism leads, to suffering and degradation. Well, you've seen... The countries today, you see like in Cuba, you have cars that are a million years old and can't run anymore. And you have Venezuela, they're, they eat, you know, zoo animals. And, you know, you've seen what happens, right? Poverty. And poverty should be the number one. There shouldn't be poverty in this world. I mean, I, I'm not going to go on and on about it because I, I obviously can't solve it. I'm just philosophizing. It's my, my philosophy would be, you know, um, probably not implementable because people are so damn mad that uh, at this point that it almost looks like we have to blow up the whole world for people to be happy. You know, it almost looks like we're going to kill every last human on earth so we could finally be happy. But even if they did that, there'd be no happiness. There'd be, if no one's around to be happy or unhappy, did it really happen? Answer, no, it didn't happen. All you did is made your life as if it never were as if you were never born. You've canceled your birth, you've canceled your life, you've canceled your death, you've canceled all consciousness, there is nothing left. There, you never were and you don't matter. Done. And it won't be as if it was a waste of time because it never will have been. Fine, it never will have been. It, it never would have been. It was never, it never was. But, you know, in the arrogance of these uh, totalitarian rulers, they want some slaves around. They, they, they're they going to have a hard time giving up being worshipped, aren't they? <laughs> Santa Claus. His name is really Santa Claus. He's got a great gift for you. All right, now we're going to go off into some music. Thank you for being there today. I'm just a little voice now. Just I got myself really not on too many platforms, just kind of chilling. I'm just trying to give encouragement where I can and, you know, re- you know, recognize that I think your frustrations out there are shared by all of us in one way or another. And... um like I say, all are welcome here. I, whether you are whatever religion or background or whatever, if you've got that same spirit of freedom or free thought or what, you know, I know where that leads. So I'm, I'm, I'm. You're, you're very welcome to hang out. But what do we pray? I pray in Jesus' name, and you can pray in any which way you like. There's here the Zephyr Report. Let's just have the Zephyr Report represent freedom, even though I have my own biases, of course. But it's really about freedom. I mean, that's what the whole idea of 
the spirit is freedom. You know? And me not imposing my will on you and, and vice versa. You, although, although if you want to hear a few things about what I have to say about uh, following the Lord, I'd be glad to tell you. You know, and I do talk about it. But I don't talk about it like, you know, if you don't, you, you know, for me, I can't talk about it like if you don't do what I do, you're dead or something like that. I was on, you know, wandering around for, I, I don't know, I became more of an expert in Hinduism than Western stuff. I, I can't, you know, it's amazing to me that I, I was not even finding the Lord till late in life, or he found me, really. And something happened, and a, a change occurred. But, a, but it was never about having a building called church, or never about, it was never about any of that with me. I got pressured by people. I got threatened by Christians, people calling themselves Christians. Of course, a real Christian would never threaten you with violence. But we got threatened um, for, like, everything from not joining a church. And I'm like, what the, what's that about? Jesus never had a church, just the believers, you know? Whenever they tried to have church, like in buildings, like in Ephesus, <laughs> At one point, Paul founded the church in Ephesus, and then they threw him out. <laughs> he got he got kicked out of the church he founded. Yeah, when they brought the temple prostitutes back in and started uh, worshiping Molech. <laughs> you know, that's quite a story. I'd love to see a movie about that. You notice how in Christian movies they never get into the nitty gritty, tell you what's really going on. Ooh, that bird just hit. It was hard. That bird's probably dead. Well, death is all around us, isn't it? Just remember this, folks. If you die, it here's what Axe Masterson said. I'm going to keep quoting him. It only hurts for a second. I mean, usually. You know? And uh, And then you're off. Yeah, freedom. I, I, it's about freedom here. Same thing with filmmaking. You shouldn't be trying to live under, you know, so, you, you know, hey, you young people making movies, you guys have got to stop trying to virtue signal each other, start trying to please. The, the people you're trying to please are never going to be pleased with you. What happened to you as an individual? You know, like the movie I saw last night, I really wanted to like it totally and give it, you know, all kinds of stars, even though I disagreed philosophically. And, you know, I realized that, you know, they don't know what I know. And, you know, it'd be unfair to compare the two. But um, they... Um, they just... Well, I'm not going to say anything negative because I I hope that uh, they succeed. You know that the, the 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 crew there succeeds because they're they're up against tremendous odds of people that don't want any outside voices, but they're closer. You know, kind of almost like you know. But, but I mean, I think they show the, in a sense, they show the 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 the, the um, failure of capitalism. Then they also show the failure of communism. So it's kind of interesting, you know. It's kind of interesting. They really come up with no solution in the end, but it, there to be it was called feral state. It jumps around a little bit amateurish in the beginning, you know. Just 
not amateurish, but it's, you know, you can see it doesn't have the money that a big slick production has. And they jump around in the cutting a little bit. And then all of a sudden it gets going, gets traction. And then I found the story quite interesting and lots of characters to look at and think about. And, you know, it's what indie film is all about. I don't know how they've done out there or whatever. I just saw that, you know, when they had released, there was a bunch of people that jumped on them trying to hurt them and trying to make them, you know, but they, you know, they have a, you know, they, they survived and I found it and I thought, well, it's, I'll recommend it. You know, um, I have not been able to recommend a, um, Hollywood style film a long time because I, I, I really do believe it's because of the, uh, Chinese communist party's influence on Hollywood. I, I do believe that's the reason, you know, and, and the Gina Carano thing, you know, that's going to be terrific. That's not like right or left wing. That's like, you know, the evil trucker is doing evil, you know, and it's, 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 you know, and, and she's going to get vengeance on the trucker. She's just not going to go be a victim. You know, I, to me, that, that's what it's all about. Are those, and that, then all these people want vengeance movies right now that I've been hearing about it. And, um, you know, they, they're really mad with the system and everything else. And I'm all for it. I'm, I'm all there. It's not political. It's going to be like, you know, they got, uh, you know, they, they want to get even. They want to fight. And sometimes movies can be an outlet for that. The Chinese, they try to suppress those emotions. It just comes back harder at some point. Unfortunately, you know, we, we don't want to mix up the Chinese people that are not the Communist Party there. Because the Chinese people are lovely people. The, the problem is, is that... And, and gentle people and, you know, you know, just like what you'd think, you know, just like when you go to your favorite Chinese restaurant, they're immigrants that, that own the restaurant and how nice they are and you're having your food and, and you could tell it's really made with care and love and all that. Yeah, that's that's there. But then there's also this like, you know, totalitarian oligarch, you know, evil monster holding everyone down, you know, sucking up all the money and saying, oh, look, it's so fair. We have equity here. And there's no equity in China or in any communist regime, and there never has been, and there never will be. You know, they, they want to get Generation Z to rebel against their parents because they're going to give them a universal income. It's like, you know, as long, well, as long as you have a perfect credit score and no soul, I guess you can get that. You, you can get that right now, by the way. Okay, folks, I'm done. Soapbox over. It's, uh, I don't want to talk about, but I'm trying to explain about this spiritual dimension within all this. And I think today I've sort of, you know, laid some groundwork, but ultimately we haven't gone there. We need to go there. We need to go there and understand that, you know, you don't have to live, we don't have to live in this thing, play it out for 50,000 years. This can flip in a second. And that's what you guys need to hear. We can flip this thing through consciousness. Because it got flipped here in the first place. When I say consciousness, I mean conscious prayer and consciousness and expectation and vision and, you know, just, just uh, refusing to accept. Now, if God wants us to go through this, then God will tell us that and we'll, we'll, we will, we will, uh, he will make a way where there is no way. I guarantee it. There may be no way, but he'll make a way. He certainly has turned things that were meant for harm against us and our little film company that now they're turned into something good. Oh, I need to talk about, yeah, the film. Okay. 
Yeah, I don't talk about that much here. It's kind of separate, except that Janet Phelan did an article about me, and boy, that's well written. It all deals with me. I know there's a whole other people that are involved in Girl Next, but she said some really astute things about it, and she connected me, the Zeph Report, more with 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 the film and you know and and some of the things I've been doing for the last twenty years here, and then how some of that is, you know, commentary like for example the dolls and. Um, you know, girl next would represent the uh, the earth dwellers. You know, what I mean the the hypnotized out there, right? There is a metaphorical language going on that that you can, and she got that from watching it. And then she also mentioned the quantum devil next, which is uh, working hard on. Oh, we got the greatest teaser trailer type thing. Well, the first thing will be a teaser. I guess that's one minute, and then a trailer is two minutes. Um. Oh, boy. You're going to love it. You see this teaser and you're not going to want. You're going to demand the movie gets done, and it will be done quickly. You know, we may even be out with it in 2021. Just like at the end, it'll be a 2022 movie. But we may, we'll have it finished in 2021, just toward the end of the year, toward November probably, hopefully. And we did kind of try to enter a couple of film festivals with it but i don't know if it'll be ready by then you know the, the guys are working hard we got uh people in other continents and you know and uh we've got uh got a new um uh distributor for overseas for foreign for girl next and we're really happy to be working with him and he love he goes well i started watching it and he goes you know, and I, I was like, not quite sure in the beginning, but then it just gets better and better and better as you go. And I'm like, well, that's that's how a lot of indie films are. They start out, you know, and they might even be a little chaotic. Ours is not chaotic, but it looks like it's going to be a story about abductions and not really any horrific elements. And then it just takes off. But that's what I loved about the film yesterday that I saw, Feral State. We will be at the... Uh, um. Macabre Theater, the Macabre Fair uh, Festival outside near Nash, right next to Nashville, actually. And um, that's coming up. There's also two others. There's the, the well, not two others. There's one, um, I believe it's the Hot Springs, Arkansas uh, Horror Film Festival that goes on on that same weekend so that we, we can't be there because we either be in one place or the other. But if you're around there on October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, they will have, Girl Next will be in competition there, but they also have, like, the the um, Hitchcock crane that Hitchcock used for, for crane shots, and they, they, they have that on display there, and they operate that, and then they have, um, you know, they're going to have uh, Alan Howarth there, who did Star Trek, he did... Um, you know, Halloween, he did, you know, a number of movies, you know, um, horror movies, famous horror movies where he sets up his synthesizers and he, he'll put the film on the screen and then he plays live. So you can actually hear him live doing the score. And what else? He did Halloween. He did, um, I, he did a lot. And I just, all of a sudden, I saw his credits yesterday. I'm now drawing a blank, but everything from Star Trek to, to you know, Halloween to you know, the John Carpenter movies. He did quite a few of those. The Thing, you know, the, um, uh, Escape from New York, he did. So he'll be playing that with Kurt Russell. And 
that'll be really cool. Anyway, that's in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And that's happening then on that weekend. And probably that would be very filled with people because that's kind of a party town and you soak in the hot springs. There's hot springs everywhere around in there. It's about 30 miles, 35 miles south of uh, Little Rock in Arkansas. Then at the same time, I think there's uh, an event in Jacksonville that's going on, Florida, and that is, um, and I forget the name of that, I think it's the Southeast International Film Festival, Southeast, and it's in Jacksonville, Florida over that same weekend, I think. So pretty exciting. What what I love about the, you know being accepted into these things is they have to select you, and sometimes... I felt like in Arizona, we just can't get arrested. We got a couple in California, but we got, you know, we've had our rejections too. Well, you know, there's the the big iron fence, right? And that's Hollywood. And then there's all these festivals, these regional festivals all over the, all over the world that are like, um, you know, not like, not can, it's not, um, you know, there's a couple of prestigious horror festivals. We stayed out of that with Girl Nexus. Girl Nexus, not classic horror, but it's uh, one is uh, uh, Fright Fest in the UK. The other that's put on by Arrow Films, and they they, they actually have a uh, special edition of uh, Society um, and Brighter Reanimator that they've done a 4K UHD treatment. And I need to announce this: you all you guys that got the DVD, unfortunately. The people that made our DVD fell down on the job. The DVD sucks in terms of quality. Uh, the sound is not co- completely right. They didn't put all the credits on, the, on the, the way they should have on the back. And they really let us down. And the DVD, both the Blu-ray and... I'll make my commitment to you. The Blu-ray and, which is tragic, is only 720p, which is a joke. I don't know who the, our distributors think we are, but they're, they're a complete joke. And they also put on, well, kick me out. I don't care. Fine. The other thing is, uh, um, you know, I'm really mad about this. The, the, uh, the regular HD version is only 720p. And when you stream it on Amazon Prime, you get 1080p, which is nice. I streamed it. I love it. I don't have any notes about that whatsoever. You get a good experience. You get a good kind of look. I just leave the TV on blank, and what shows up there is actually looks pretty darn good and sounds great. The mix is phenomenal. And there's three three of us on the mix, but the mix is fun. It really is. I, I don't take you know. I take a little credit, but I mean it goes out to Scott and Larry, and you know we just have a really the mix just kind of floats. It's just like it's just there. What would you say about the mix? It's just, it's just, you flip the movie on, it's like total movie experience. You don't have to worry about it. You know what I mean? And um, so we'll take it, you know, and next mix will even be better, I think. I hope. I, I Actually, I can't tell you. You, you, you. Making predictions doesn't work. But here's the thing. 720p on the HD and 720 on the on the Blu-ray, you should not pay more money for Blu-ray if they're just, we thought they were going to put it at 4K UHD. So you get the Blu-ray, you get 4K. And at the very minimum, it'll play 1080p if you want it. You know, it'll play all those. Not, you know, that means they're charging more for the same thing on Blu-ray as you get on HD, but they're charging $3 more. 
And that is, I, I, I'm sorry, I have to apologize. It's very embarrassing. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to try to get you the right DVD. We are making our own. And it's going to be kick-ass. We are going to make it, uh, the Blu-ray will be whatever you want to play. You know what I mean? Dolby Surround. Um, oh, yeah, they ran it through Dolby Digital on, uh, on these uh, DVDs. We did not tell them to do that. When you run uh, your soundtrack through Dolby Digital, to, it makes an AC3, Dolby Digital 1, Dolby Digital 2, whatever it is. It makes an AC3 and creates some artifacts. In this case, it was a little bit too loud. You, there's just some, some things there that aren't quite the same as the mix. The streaming is pretty much the same as the mix. I, identical. It's, you know, it's, it's just right. But it's not quite right. And when they run, if they have to run it, if we have to run it through the Dolby Digital, we could easily run it through Dolby Atmos too. We could run it, we can do a, a number of things with the track. We have a 5.1 which is, you know, basically what all the tracks are these days are 5.1. And the reason why is because 5.1 became the standard. We, I have a receiver here that does 7.1. Those are no longer being sold because the Atmos can take a 5.1 and turn it into Atmos, you know? And then if you want one that's Atmos, which is like big studio pictures, Star Wars, that kind of thing, then that should be done in an Atmos studio, right? You should mix in the studio where you have all the speakers and four subwoofers and you know what I mean four overhead speakers and then you have like nine speakers all the way around it's a big deal and you need a Dolby approved a mixing studio to to actually you know to actually do it and those are for the big you know epic action pictures out of Hollywood that's what Hollywood does really well except unless you have a bad story so to get the right picture and also remember the cinematographer won best european cinematographer pal marabat and he he is it's gorgeous his stuff and when you see it color time the way you know color not time we don't do that anymore it's color graded the way it's supposed to be it's just amazing for an indie picture it really is like this feral state thing it's not much there in terms of cinematography you know it's but that but ours is something to look at it's got some really nice um, there's some nice, really nice uh, looking picture. That's all I can say. You can get all that with the um, with the mastered, you know, 4K UHD. We have a beautiful 4K that's finished, and I have the DCP of it right here. The DCP is it's a it's a digital. It's like a hard drive type of thing that you give to the projectionist in a in a theater, and then they then it you know that's how they project your film in theaters these days, and it's a uh, it stands for like a digital, um, d digital cinema package is what it stands for. DCP. So here's the thing: I will get to you the right DVD for those of you who didn't get it because you're missing. You're missing 720p. Can't even. I mean, even when we were just throwing files back and forth to each other for notes and editing and different things. We always use seven, even in the mixing that I was doing, I was using seven, I was using uh, 1080p for the, for the mixing and uh, Pro Tools. So I don't understand, you know, why they did that. Yeah. The, it's, and we, we've tried to get it corrected many times. 
that goes in one ear and out the other. I think they just deal in volume. They just buy like hundreds and thousands of of movies that are indie movies, and they put them out there at, at the lowest possible because they figure you're not going to do a 4K. You're not going to understand about the color grade. You're not going to do all the things we did. And it's totally unfair. So we are going to basically um, create our own, and hopefully we can work it out legally, okay? And if, if we can't work it out legally, we'll just you know, give them away. Uh, no, you, you get a subscription to uh, Crazed House, and we have a lot of content coming. We've got one where uh, I can't tell you. Can I tell them the secret Laura's project? No. Okay. There's one coming that's going to blow your mind, though. It's uh, more, more of a documentary. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so it could be something like you sign up for um, the uh, you know, subscription uh, service we have, you know, on, uh, you know, so where you get all the extra stuff and content and you get one of these DVDs or something, you know, where we give it to you, or we may be able to do an alternative thing through another company where we have a regular DVDs out there on Amazon, which I wish they would pull. I wish, you know, they actually make them on demand so that if you don't order them, they're not going to, I'm not trying to say don't buy them. I mean, you can buy it if, but the streaming, you know, that's the one that actually looks closest to what we did. And it, it's still not close because you're getting 1K. And we, we uh, color graded this thing in 4K. Every decision made, we, we actually shot it in 8K so that we had all that room, that bandwidth, to really you know, dial in the effects and all the other stuff to make it look really good. So you know, we want you to see it the way it's meant to be seen it doesn't have to be finicky like the great directors have a finicky little, you know, criterion thing. You know, it doesn't have to be like that. It's just basically, you know, we want you to have that experience. So the the HD would be like, um, you know, 1080p probably, okay? But, you know, with our guidance. And then, of course, the mix would be the basic 5.1 mix. So if you see the reason that it's all 5.1 on Netflix or Prime is because most people have home theater systems that convert it into Atmos and, and anything else. So all they want is a really solid 5-1 mix. And that is really actually good news for all of us. So Prime doesn't do anything with it. Prime just says, you know, it's like, okay, it's a 5-1. They don't realize it's a HDR, but that's fine. It is HDR. Your HDR will translate it. Um, I just, I don't even, you know, I just leave the TV on auto. You know what I mean? Just, just like the, the, like the guy that doesn't want to mess with anything. You know what I mean? Throws it, you know, calls up Prime, chooses Girl Next, boom, it's, it's, it's great. You know what I mean? That's, that's all I care about, that it's easy. But when you want to get into DVDs, like I like to have one, and it's going to be, you know, 1080p, and on the, on the Blu-ray, it's going to be, 1080 it's going to be 2k and it's going to be 4k uhd it's going to be dolby dolby as far as dolby is concerned um we're mastering the new one quantum devil and dolby vision and so that's going to give us uh i think but i'm not sure exactly if it's going to be a dolby you know if we have to go dolby digital then we will have to monitor that and you know there's I have Dolby Digital uh, Kodak here that I that I I bought from Dolby. Okay, 
I can make a Dolby Digital 2 surround recording AC3, but I have to also EQ some of the results because, you know, there's some artifacts. And, and when you get up into Dolby Atmos, you don't really get that. Um, if it stays 5.1, it's beautiful because that's the mix and that's, you don't need anything. That's all you need, really. You know what I mean? Dolby Digital is kind of like a step backwards, unfortunately. And, you know, it's because it's old school. It's, it's actually older technology. You know, so therefore you play it in 5.1 and you have different settings on your TV, which are going to be uh, Dolby Surround, Atmos. You can choose any of those and it'll play. I suggest just put it on the regular Surround, you know, 5.1 and go with that. So then uh, we got to get you those new DVDs somehow, and we can do some giveaways here and try to get you the right DVD, the one that has either 1080p or 4K UHD, which would be that would be the the good one. And you can get these 4K players now for next to nothing. So it's 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 uh, you know run it run it with either optical or uh, HDMI in you know output into input. Um, and then the next one, of course, is going to be Dolby Vision because they 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 say that unless I do Dolby Vision, uh, Netflix is making a thing where they won't accept anything but Dolby Vision. So it's like, okay, I guess Dolby Vision is going to win then, not HDR, HDR10. But all these are uh, HDR is called you know high dynamic range. So your blacks are blacker, your blues are bluer, your colors are more intense. And that's, that's why that's what's going on now in the technology. Um, okay, so that, so I'm determined on that one that when we have a DVD of the Quantum Devil, and, and it's not going to you know, be out right away, we, we, we really need to put that in the right theater and the right setup, the right, yeah, uh, eh, we got you know, marketing things that we have to do to make sure it gets seen, you know, or it gets crunched by these giant monopolies right it's just us the little guy against the monopoly and uh that's why we have you know three film festivals in one weekend over that october one two and three we got three going there may even be four before this is over but why it's because our film is being seen worldwide because it's the, the i think the greatest advertising you can do as an it seems to me is to um you know, deal with these film festivals. I put a little ad out just to let them know we're, we're here. Some of them were giving us 90% off to enter, you know, like $10 to enter. And it's like, yeah, heck yeah, we want our film played around the world. We're being played from India all the way to, uh, we just won something in Hungary, uh, best director for Larry in, in uh, Budapest. And uh, up against some stiff competition too, I might add. And so we have these, you know, these films going, and I'm a firm believer in, in trying to get the word out. Well, if we just went and tried to take out a page in Variety or a page in, you know, uh, uh, you know Deadline or one of these Hollywood magazines, um, you, you know, or some of the other ones that are trade mags, if we tried to do that, here's what we get. We took an ad out before, it cost, I don't know, like $1,000 or something. Guess what we got? Crickets. But you get, you know, some festivals that, uh, you know, that, that, that a critic hears about or somebody hears about it, someone writes about it, that's happened. Uh, all of a sudden there's interest and people start going and they start downloading and start watching. 
and it's a way to to get the word out you know it's a way to really and it's it's the same time you're collaborating and networking with other indies and you know people that yeah and people love film festivals let's face it um they you know i'm kind of new to that realm because there was nothing like that available back then and some of them are basically advertising where you you know you buy categories and you know to give yourself a better chance and this and that and and then some are competition and the and the the bigger ones uh that we help for quantum devil those are tremendous competition you know what i mean it goes so we've been in some Big competition, some lighter competition, some middle. But the main thing is that the the film is playing around. People are getting it. And then when people try to say or trash talk it or stuff like that, there's always another guy who comes in that just saw it in Arizona, just saw it in California. And they go, wait a second. I just saw this. It's terrific. You know, I liked it. And, and, uh, you know, so they're not letting those trash talkers just walk away with it. And the reason that happens is, Nobody knows the film, and so when no one knows it, you're 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 like a naked target for the trolls, and they're going to come after you because they work for the cabal. They boost up the Disney films, right, and the Paramount films, and all the big system films, and they immediately attack the indies without seeing it. So that's another thing we don't talk about here, but it it, it goes on and. Uh, you always want to be suspect of the guy that when he when he slams it, you look and he's got he's got like three thousand reviews, like within the last year or two. Nobody would have that, so that's another way to tell if they're a you know a bot. If they say, well, if you see a guy with one, he's only done one review and it's Girl Next. It's like, yeah, they're friends of the production, they're people that are known, and yeah, they do one review. They're not interested in doing reviews. You, you ask them to do a review, they do it. There's nothing wrong with that. They give you their honest opinion. One thing they cannot argue with is film festival results. These are people that nobody knows. And they're judges that nobody knows. And they, they give their assessment. And, you know, and, it's, it, and that assessment is decided in, you know, in awards. And so if you get a best feature, we've gotten two so far, then, um, then okay, well, you're not it's a little bit hard to trash talk something that started you know that's getting awards i mean you can do it but people are more reluctant see they're they waiting for the next batch to come out you know sometimes there's a student filmmaker has got a great idea but maybe it's technically not that good and they do oh, it's terrible camera work terrible lighting you know but maybe there's something there they don't care and this is unfortunately the way that the hatred on the internet the way the internet's gotten and it favors the big guys, favors the big studios, favors the Chicoms. And so the independent filmmaker has the other choice of festivals. And, um, and know what's good about that is that uh, we've seen the actual, you know, plays and all that go way up from that, you know. And, and also we've seen debate now back and forth or whether it's a good film or not or whatever that, that's a, you know that's what it's all about for people being able to talk about it and we're all for that we're just against you know uh professional um i don't even know what you want to call them they, they boost the big guys and they slam the little guys it's really not fair there needs to be a group of people that, that boost the little guys and slam the big guys but 
ain't going to happen. It's, it's, it's kind of a nasty world in that, but uh, it's okay. It's okay. We, um, we realize that the best way to deal with the internet or anything else is to get it seen. Get it so there's awareness. And if you don't have a lot of money to pay for that, then you're going to just have to uh, work at the best way you can. So we just kind of work grassroots. And regional festivals are definitely grassroots, right? Get, get people to know our candidate, like we're getting a guy running for office. It's like try to get people aware of it. And the other thing, the way the breakdown goes is it seems that, you know, leftists, liberals, woke, all that, they, they just, some of these people just want to kill us. And then the other side is like, you know, the Christians are like, oh, it's awful, it's depraved, it's, it's minus 10, you know. How could you do something like this and say you were with the Lord? And um, and the re- and I said, well, have you read the Bible lately? I mean, you know, <laughs> you understand? No, not exactly. Yeah, I'm not even going to explain myself. I mean, there's nothing I can say. You just want to burn me at the stake, and or burn us all at the stake. But but it's it's not going to work because, you see, when people scream like that, they, there's something like they're brainwashed. So there's some kind of thing that they think that, um, you know, if you, I don't know what they think. You know, I I don't want to get into it, but, I mean, we have had some of that, and we've had, um, um, I'll have to. One thing that, you know, we've had is we've had some, I don't know, I've, I've enjoyed some of the, you know, one review goes, it had to be men that produced this because it's totally misogynist. Now, see, something like that cracks me up. I love it, you know, misogynist. Uh, not at all. But, see, they're trained to say something if it doesn't go along with our ideology. It's, it's really, you know, it is amazing. I'm not surprised that Janet Phelan that wrote that article had to be exiled from the United States. And we may be, too, before this is over. Uh, on the film side. Because I mean, they're becoming very intolerant. You go by the party line, or you don't. You know what I mean? You promote communist values and 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 woke stuff, and and it has to be completely, you know, anti-white and pro-color and blah 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 and all that. And then we'll have you at Sundance. <laughs> Actually, in the Sundance application to fill out to go there, which I haven't done because I'm so offended by them, you know. They want to ask about all your genderisms and, you know, would you consider being a tranny and, you know, things like that. Not, they don't say tranny, but, you know, transgender. And they want to know about where you came from and what color you are. Completely prejudiced. Completely unfair. And I said to Larry, well, you're going to have to wear a dress now and, you know, you put a picture of yourself at six foot five on, on there with makeup. And then, uh, you know, tell them you know, how much you just really hate, you know, uh, men and and how you're trying to do something that's, you know, setting the genders free so we can have a decent society. And they'll put you in there. I mean, I, I, I kid you not. Their questionnaire is like a Gestapo Nazi thing. Same with slam dance. And that's just not what filmmaking's about. Filmmaking's about freedom. You know, and finding an audience and, and making a product and having and selling it to them that want it, that want that entertainment. And uh, hopefully you'll be able to keep rolling. 
you'll have enough money coming back in to keep rolling. Because, see, the alternative is that people just go out of business because they can't compete with the big machine. And then you lose all that, all those ideas, all that uh, creativity is just lost. Creativity that, uh, that blows. Do I even watch Hollywood films? I, I, I like a lot of indie films and I've, have um I, I don't mind Hollywood films. You know, you know, if I have Jason Statham fighting the bad guys, Wrath of Man, that was pretty good, but it wasn't great. And I see an indie film that's not made quite as 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 sterilely as that. I'm but it has a great idea. I'm gonna put that one above Wrath of Man. So my standard is not whether you hold the camera straight or not. My standard is is I'll tell you what my standard is for all filmmaking. It's the story. Okay, so I got to get you guys the right DVD, and I will. You know, we're going to have to work it out. And um, I'm sorry that you know if you got the the 720p, and I know it looks it doesn't look right. And we asked over and over again about the DVD process, and we weren't given the truth completely by the distributor and um, they have spent some money on us. I appreciate that, you know, a, you know, a few grand, I guess, but we, uh, yeah, they have gotten it out there. They have promoted it. I can't, I can't complain about any of that. It's just that the DVD thing is where we kind of all fell short. And we, I guess what we should have done has been more of the squeaky wheel. Plus they also, you know, at first want us to be theatrical, and then they took that away. I'm glad that no, that's fine, because we're we're theatrical in the film festivals, right? So that's going to work. And um, I'll bet you anything with this one being so controversial that probably in the future there will be, you know, special screenings and things where you can be in a theater with a lot of people and just have it on a that 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 day is coming. Quantum Devil's next, then The Voice, which I said has the TIs in it, you know, the TI issue. I don't know whether we're too late on that. I mean, I, I wrote it, when I wrote it, I pretty much predicted. It also has the uh, quantum tattoo. Yeah, it's got that in it. It's got human locusts that eat buildings. Oh, yes. It has the end of the world. It has a love story. As a super soldier guy, uh, advanced tech, uh, technology. And then the last one is called Dragon Island. And that one has, you know, uh, surfing along with a mysterious island. I was a big fan of Lost. So it's almost like I'm bringing it back a little bit. And uh, with, a, with a quantum island. And the U.S. military wanting those secrets. And our lone hero fighting them off. A super soldier almost, but it's a, a high-end ops in, uh, you know, in the Middle East and elsewhere. And he feels guilty as hell for having served the United States. So he goes down into, like, you know, Bangkok or somewhere and just gets in every street fight he can until he's hauled in for this mission, which is to find that island. Little does he know. He's being lured in. So that's what we also have in Quantum Devil. Because um, I need you guys, you know, all the Zephyr Board people, you, 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 you know, you're kind of along for the ride too. In Quantum Devil, the, uh, 
the the fun thing about that is we have a really great pop the clutch big finale. Just like in Girl Next, there's a big unexpected finale. Well, in 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 this one, it's 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 really uh, great, and we have um, the great uh, uh, Robert England is is playing this uh, amazing character, and you know he was you know the Freddy gives us Freddy status, you, you know Robert England, and um, um, he uh, he did a really great job, and he seemed really happy. Because we filmed the whole thing, and so I got to watch. Uh, I wasn't there in Laguna, but uh, I got to watch the. Uh, he really was into it, and he really was focused, and he really seemed happy with the little gig he had. It was just like a half day gig, almost a day gig, but it, he was really happy with it, and did some very interesting uh, uh, voiceover work for this uh, very unruly, strange quantum beast or quantum devil. And, um, you know, stuff that gets revealed at the end. And uh, I just love it. I just want to, what I want to see today, I want the teaser. I want to, I want to, you know, but again, we can't do too many things at once. We're trying to, you know, juggle too, you know, too many things with too few people. And we don't want to make any mistakes. So we're done. Okay. Here is for the Earth Dwellers. And here is for... Okay, all the puppets out there in the United States who want to follow the bouncing ball.
Dum, 